This morning's Bible reading comes from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through to 15. And I'm reading from the NIV. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him, you are also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Well, thank you, Mark and Jody. And uh, thank you for all the team that's been up here worship uh, leading and, and leading us in worship, Joss and the team. It's, uh, it's great to learn some new songs, some songs I hadn't heard before. Um, so it's really good. Um, I'm looking forward to, to learning many more. Uh, well, it's been a, a little while coming, hasn't it? Um, I know you've all been really anxious and nervous for this moment. I haven't at all. Um, <laughs> I've been fine, <laughs> but it's been a delight. I started up on Tuesday. I came in, I walked into the, uh, the church, and the church was buzzing. There's people everywhere. I thought, what a fantastic church. This is wonderful. And uh, I learned that it was a, a group that was hiring up the, the church for the, for the couple of days. But it was wonderful to meet uh, some wonderful people. The, the Harrisons uh, were there. Um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Harrison, which is wonderful and lovely to meet them. Um, it's been a, a really good week. It's been great getting to know the staff. The staff here, uh, the mix of personalities and giftings, uh, make it a, a wonderful place to be, a great place to, 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 to come in and to walk in and to be able to be a part of. So it's been a great start. Every person that's come through the door uh, has welcomed me with a smile and welcomed me, and I hope that continues, uh, and welcomed me with, uh, with open arms and shared a story about who they are or what's been going on in their life. It's fantastic. It was great to, uh, to meet Keith Richardson uh, through the week and hear the story of how he's been journeying with the Zoe community and I get to, the opportunity to share with the Zoe community this afternoon uh, as they dedicate their Bible that they've translated into uh, their, their, Zoe, their Zoe tongue, the first time they've had the full Bible translated into their Zoe tongue. A very, very special moment for them. If you're, if you're around and, and able to, um, I think they start at 1.30. It'd be great to see some people here to encourage them in that. 
It was great to chat with Liz and Gordon and get a, a tour through the garden. I know my Jasper, uh, suit and tie Jasper, he loves gardening. Not any suit and tie, but he just loves gardening. So he'll be out there, I'm sure. And it was great to see some of the fruit that growed, uh, has grown from either a seed or a, a seedling and the growth uh, that was happening in that space. It was really good. Well, by a stroke of good fortune, I, I sat with uh, last night at a wedding uh, with the son of Fred and Jean. Is Fred and Jean here this morning? There they are. Hello, both of you. Uh, it was lovely to meet your son last night, and, um, and they were, um, that, it was wonderful just to, uh, to get to know them a little bit, and I look forward to getting to know you as well. Uh, there are many stories sitting around this room, uh, stories of growth, stories of, of how you've grown from small children to be who you are now, stories of, of growth of how you've grown in maturity, stories of growth of how you've grown uh, in uh, spirituality as well, how you've grown to maturity in Christ. So I thought I'd give this morning just a snippet, and I know Dawn, did you, did you manage to get that up? Oh, fantastic. Dawn's done such a great job in getting up my, my PowerPoint slide. Um, uh, I'd be nervous wrecked trying to do that, but Dawn, you've done a great job. Uh, so Dawn's going to show uh, just a few of my, my photos of my childhood and as I grow. I don't show many people my photos of my childhood, but um, Dawn, if you just flip through to the first one, that was, that was me as a little guy. Um, I was just this, this little chubby little fellow and, um, yeah, pretty cute little guy. Um, I've grown up from that stage and I grew into, if you go to the next one, uh, a, sort of a young, young man. It's probably the stage that my Tarquin's at and I went through Cubs and did all that. Did anyone else do Cubs? Cubs, yeah, a few people did Cubs and Scouts. I didn't quite make it to Scouts. I didn't graduate from Cubs. Uh, I don't know why, actually. <laughs> Not sure. If we keep going, Dawn, we'll go to the next one. Um, and then I grew into the long hair surfer phase. Did anyone else go through a long hair surfer phase? Um, that was my long hair surfer phase. If anyone knows The Simpsons, I was like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> I had it right out there. Um, and at the time, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, looking back, uh, we don't show those photos very often anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, and as you can see, Solari's just stayed as beautiful as she is now. She hasn't changed a bit. It's amazing. Um, if we go to the next one. Then I, uh, I grew up a little more. I became a little more mature. I graduated from college, uh, from university. I did a, a, a land, a master of geomatics. It's called land surveying information systems. It's um. It was wonderful. I've, uh, I've already met someone who's a land surveyor. I've got a son who's a land surveyor in the, in the congregation, which is great. And I got married, and uh, it, it, it brought me to another stage of maturity in my life, or so it should have anyway. Uh, <laughs> next. Um, and then uh, we, we went on this uh, journey over to England, and we're in England for four and a half years. And the hair got us slightly shorter, but it was still sort of out. And, um, and we sort of journeyed. That's it, actually. Heathmont Baptist, uh, we came back for a wedding if you keep going, um, then we started to have children. That's Tarquin when he was just a little baby. I don't know if you can see it real well, um, but that's Tarquin. He's just such a cute little baby. We went to this next level of, of life or stage of life where we'd grown. We thought, I thought, oh, I couldn't grow to any more maturity, and then we had kids. And if you've had kids, you know it's another stage of maturity. Uh, if we keep going now, that's me now. Um, I've grown to the next level of maturity where my, my hair's gone to that wise grey look um, that uh, I, I nurtured a lot to make sure that uh, it, it has that wise look because I've been told that, that the grey hair is a sign of wisdom. Um, so I've, I've nurtured that in my life. 
<laughs> so you can see my growth in a physical sense through those photos, and you get to know me. And I've, I've moved past that long hair, ponytail surfer guy um, that I was. Might get back into it my, when my kids get a little bit older. I'd, I'd like that. Um, my hair has grown that little bit more mature, and um, I've, I've not only uh, sort of, I feel like I've, I've not gotten any taller, but I've sort of made it, might have gotten a bit wider as, as the years have gone by. But we all grow. We all grow, don't we? We all have a basis of growth. We grow bigger, we grow more mature. If you're a teenager, maturity will happen at some stage. If you're a parent of a teenager, maturity will happen at some stage. (laughs) And just as important, we grow spiritually as well. We should not be staying the same space spiritually. We grow deeper in faith in Jesus. And when we place Jesus as a central point in our lives, we grow even more. If we think of the seeds in the garden, if they never grew, we'd never find fruit. We'd never see fruit. And the same with us. As we grow into maturity in Christ, the fruit will start to be seen more and more. So as we begin together this journey that we have started at KSBC, I thought it'd be good to look at a book of scripture in which Paul encourages a young church to grow to remember where they've come from, and to continue, to continue, to not stop, continue in the journey of faith that they've begun. So that's why I've set the title for our next few weeks to be continue. Let's pray and we'll get stuck into the scripture. Loving God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, how it has an impact on our lives. And I pray that this morning we may have open ears to hear from you. May my words be of you and not just of me. Amen. Well, to start our journey, if you've got your Bibles um, or if you've got your uh, phones or whatever you use your Bible on, um, you might want to turn to Colossians chapter 2. And here we find Paul, um, in speaking to the church of Colossae, uh, we find that we've got a group that Paul had never met. In 1 verse 2, Paul tells us about who he's writing to. In chapter 1 verse 2, he writes to the saints and the faithful brothers and sisters in Colossae. These were people who had been taught and instructed in the ways of Christ, that heard the good news, that accepted the good news, and through this good news, there was some fruit being born, because that fruit came to Paul, and Paul was able to hear about the good things that were happening in Colossae. You know, walking into a new church, you you sort of ask the questions about, well, tell me a little bit about the culture of the church. Tell me a little bit about what the church is like. Just as many of you might have uh, Googled Newport Baptist Church when you heard that someone from Newport Baptist Church was going to be your new pastor. And I'm happy to follow Paul's lead regarding what he said about the Colossians church with this church so far that I've seen. He always thanks God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, For he had heard in faith in in Jesus Christ and the love that he changed from the saints. And I can say so far, and what I've heard about this church is I can thank God for the saints that have been faithfully serving in this church for many years, for growing this church, for creating a a culture within this church where people are embraced and loved. This week I've already heard stories, and, and we just prayed for Claire, but I've heard stories about how people are embracing others in this community in their times of need. I met Shane as he walked in um, from the community and and he he needed some help with some petrol. And and Karim was able to say, I know Shane. Because Shane, he he comes through the doors. I was able to sit with Shane for a couple of minutes and just ask him about how he's going, who he is. 
People who um, are helping the, the Zoe community to learn English and to, to grow in, in that. I think it's absolutely wonderful. And if we're to be true to the mission statement written on the wall as you come in, because I'm sure you will all know that as you come through the door, you'll see the mission statement. We'll all know that off by heart, I'm sure, to, to share Jesus, care for people, and to encourage Christian growth. Then we need to be those people who continue to grow in God. You see, the word continue is a word of movement, isn't it? It's not a word of stagnancy. It's not about turning and going backwards, but continue is a word of forward movement. Continue resonates a sense of don't stop, keep going. And this is exactly what Paul sends uh, as a message to the church in Colossae. Continue. In verse 6, he says of chapter 2, So then, just as you received Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Continue. In this verse, we're encouraged to see faith as a motion, as a movement. Faith is not a one-off achievement. We don't get a faith trophy when we become a person of faith and that we put it on the mantelpiece and we just let it sit there and that's our, our faith space. Faith is a forward-moving motion. It's a statement that links faith into practice. Faith and practice must go hand in hand. A statement of faith, just as you've received Jesus Christ as Lord, links into a statement of practice. Continue to live your lives in him. We're going to look at how that practice will, will uh, become a reality through the rest of verse 6 and 7. Um, but I just wanted to, to land a little bit on that word, in him, in him. As I thought about the word in him, I was trying to think of maybe a word picture. What, what does it mean to be in him as such? If we consider the one that we're talking about, we're talking about Christ. In other th verses through Colossians, we hear Paul say, in Christ or with Christ. They're sort of interchangeable as such. And, and when thinking about Christ, we're considering the one who, as verse 9 says, dwells with the fullness of Christ. In verse 10 and 11, Paul tells us uh, that in him talks of a, a spiritual circumcision and a baptism, bringing us from a, a spiritual death into a spiritual life, making us alive together in him. Through death and resurrection, we have the immense blessing of receiving the fullness of God through salvation. What a, what a great blessing. We become in him. It's important for us to understand, though, that it's not our action that makes this happen. This is an action of God. It's through no construct of, of our own. I don't need to achieve that. In fact, I can't achieve that. I can't get there on my own. It's an action of what God has done. In him. To be in him tells me that what I have received is not just a gift I can put on my mantelpiece, rather, it's a blessing that I need to grow in. It's like when I go into my house, we've got a little house in Croydon, and when I go into my house, I am fully enveloped by my house. I am in my house. I don't stand with one foot on one side inside the house and the other side outside the house. That would be silly. I can't go to sleep like that. I can't make dinner like that. I've got to be in the house. <laughs> and to be in him suggests there's no half-half. There's no half-half in faith. We can't just dip our toes in, in the waters of baptism. 
We can't just have half a, half a faith that sort of sits there a little bit, keeping the other for this opt-out later. Rather, after receiving Jesus Christ as Lord, I now live in him. And Paul says to the Colossian church, in, in fact, you must now continue in him. Keep moving in him. So it forms the basis of our faith, but it continues us, it helps us to continue to change the way that we live, the way that we act, the way that we respond. You know, as a church over the past what year or so as we've uh, as as you've said goodbye to Tim actually I should have I should have said at the moment Tim's having his induction service this morning so I, I wouldn't mind at the end of my time just to pray for him because he's uh, starting up a new ministry as well and I know he's been very special to this church but there's been this anticipation for this day a new pastor coming along and uh, and we go through the induction next week however what I'm hearing from the outset is regardless of you, whether you had a pastor here last year or not you continue to move forward. You continue to make decisions. You continue to grow as a church. People continue to faithfully serve, and we saw a whole lot of our, our leaders head out to serve our children this morning. People are continually to pray, continuing to pray. People are continuing to reach out to the community around him. God is still at work in the community of believers here at Kilsyth South Baptist Church. We're continuing to move forward. My hope and prayer is that as we begin this journey, that we too will grow in faith and continue to do the work that God has set before us. So Paul says, continue. And he goes on in verse 7 to give us four characteristics to help us how to continue in him. So I just want to go through four characteristics. The first one is that we've got to be continue to be rooted in Christ. Rooted in Christ. Now, we've moved back to this small house in Croydon and... Uh, and um, it's, it's, it's wonderful, but we've got this big garden bag of agapanthers. Has anyone else got agapanthers? Agapanthers. Now, the Yarra Valley uh, website tells us that agapanthers are the fifth worst weed in the Yarra Valley. Um, I thought they were a beautiful flower, like lovely looking thing, but the weed systems of an agapanther is a nightmare. And I haven't tried digging them out yet, but I said to mum, I said, I'll just dig out this agapanther thing, it'll be all right, just get in there and just start digging it out. And she said, oh, no, you won't. <laughs> that agapanther will have a root system that is, is gone for miles and miles, and, and you'll be there for days trying to dig this agapanther thing out. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not what I need. <laughs> um, but the, it's a mess of a root system of agapanthers. They go everywhere. And if you don't get it all out, it'll just grow back. It's a fleshy root, and they go every which way. It's not easy to displace. So you can now imagine Paul considering um, the agapanthers when he's telling the church, be rooted in Christ. Maybe they didn't have agapanthers, um, but he'd be thinking about the root systems. Be rooted in Christ. Dig your root systems of your faith really, really deep. When a shovel of life comes in to start digging those agapanthers out, the roots won't be easily broken. They go deep and wide that you are in Christ. The image brings up a similar image that, that the prophet Jeremiah uh, makes. And, and Dawn, if you're happy to swap to the next one. He says, there will be, They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the streams, so that the roots try and find that water. It does not fear when the heat comes. It, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never 
fails to bear fruit. When your root systems are dug deep, when the drought comes, when the hardship comes, when, when something knocks your faith around, someone rooted in Christ, deep roots in Christ, will never fail to continue to bear fruit. Faith that continues in practice is just that. It survives hardships. It survives the bad news. It overcomes the trials and temptations. It defeats the obstacles that threaten the fruit. I wonder how deep your faith roots are now. I wonder if you're keeping your faith as a trophy on the mantelpiece. Or are your roots sort of digging deep, searching out the refreshing water and delivering some ripe fruit in your life? The second characteristic Paul brings is a, a similar metaphor. It's, uh, it's one that, that says we are to be built up in him. Built up in him. I'm definitely not someone you want to have come over and uh, help you out with uh, your sort of handyman work. That's, that's really not me. I put a heater on our wall in our house in Newport. And the, the walls, it was a 1920s building. And so I was looking for, I got my stud finder out to find the studs. And apparently it's a, like a thick camel and horse hair sort of plaster. The builders will understand what I'm talking about. I had no idea. So the stud finder's going crazy. So I couldn't find any studs. It's going beep all over the place. So I thought, oh, that's no good. Maybe I'll turn it on to the electricity bit. And it's going beep. So I just started banging away into the wall. And, and all of a sudden there's plaster going everywhere. And in the end, I finally got my heater up on the wall, but it was slightly crooked, and um, you couldn't see the mess I'd made behind the plaster. So um, they're going to pull that building down at some stage pretty soon, so I feel pretty safe that no one's going to see my handyman work in that. <laughs> um, but saying that, I did put up some floating shelves in our, in our uh, house here, and I actually did pretty well with that. Um, they're almost level, almost. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to come around and do your building up work. You really don't. But as a part of continuing Christ, there's a realisation that, that building continue needs, continuing needs to happen. Continually building needs to happen. We are people under construction. If we, if we were the finished product, then there'd be no need to continue. We're not the finished product, are we? And we shouldn't confuse this with verse 10, which says that we've been made complete in Christ. In Christ, you've been brought to the fullness. See, I am in Christ, yet I still live in the now. I still make the mistakes of the now, but I live in confidence of the completeness or the fullness of Christ that I find. There's still work to be done in me. I'm still a building in need of finishing, but I live in confidence that I can carry out the works of God here and now. It goes back to what I said before. Our faith has an impact on our behaviour. Our faith makes a difference to our practice. Be willing to be built up by God. The third characteristic um, that Paul lists is that we're to be strengthened in the faith. Faith. Strengthened in the faith. My Tarquin, uh, the, the slightly taller one, our 11-year-old, he loves maths. He's always loved maths. He's loved learning his timetables, and we had the timetable chart in the toilet. Um, and he spent way too much time learning maths in the toilet. <laughs> when I was young, I was good at my timetables, but Tarquin just loves it. He was relentless in learning his timetables. And he would come out and ask to be tested. And he was good. 
He was really good. And he'd asked to, to challenge Daddy about his, his math. Um, and so uh, it made me really nervous. Am I going to get beaten by my son? I can't get beaten by my son. I need to make sure I've got my, my, my math down. But he, at, at, when he was first starting out, he had to think about it. Six times four. But now you go six times four and he's got 24 straight up. He's really good at it. He's strengthened his mind so much in learning his math that it's just second nature to him. He knows the answer. His mind was strengthened in the maths that he was taught. And it seems that the Colossian church were given some solid grounding in faith. They were taught by this fellow Epaphras and given a great start on this new journey that they were going on in the way of Jesus. Now they're being called by Paul to continue that journey, journey of strength of understanding, be strengthened by God in faithful obedience. Now, if you look at those first three uh, uh, characteristics that Paul's asking us to do, they're they're written in a passive voice. They're in a passive voice. That means that these actions are actually not actions of the reader that can make things happen. The, the reader has, has of this verse, we've not sort of rooted ourselves in Christ. We've not built ourselves up, and we've got no process of strengthening ourselves as such. It's all what God has already done for us and is doing for us. There is a divine action involved in this, and it's essential for our faith to continue. God's doing something in us as individuals and as a church. God is, is, is digging our roots in for us, building us up and strengthening us to do what God is calling us to do. We play a part in the process. We remain faithful, remain in the word, we remain prayer warriors. But God will dig those roots deeper into nourishing ground. God will continue to find a way to bless you and, and, and help you in the, um, in the area that you live. He'll continue to help you to find ways to bless your neighbours, to, uh, to bless the friends that you have. He'll help you to share the reason for your faith, to not be ashamed of the good news that you're taught. God will strengthen you. The actions of God that move us forward. But there's a fourth characteristic, and the fourth characteristic goes into an active voice. It's an action of us, and that fourth characteristic is we become overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. The action of God in our lives invokes an action from us, and that's thankfulness. Thanksgiving or thankfulness is what one commentator suggests, is the unfailing mark of a healthy spiritual life. Thankfulness is primarily a decision that we make. We make it rather than it being a feeling. We often might say, I feel thankful, but we feel gratitude more so than thankful. Being thankful is a decision that we should make every day regardless of the circumstances going around uh, in us. We heard about Claire and Claire is going through the most traumatic time with her family. She's got, I think um, someone was saying nine kids, eight, eight or nine kids, and she's in ICU at the moment and just really struggling. We need to keep praying for Claire and her husband. Um, it's a hard, hard thing to have happen. Uh, she is a, a person of faith, and we've got to be continually praying for her. But in the hard times, we can still see where God's hand might be. 
I don't know if you know, it's 10 years since the uh, Black Saturday fires. Was it Black Saturday? Black, yeah, Black Saturday fires. Um, 10 years, uh, we, saw, we sort of, this week, it's 10 years. And I was listening to the radio this morning and, um, as, as the, the sort of tributes were coming through. And the pastor on the radio was saying, he said, through that time, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. And um, Solari had family friends that, that passed away in that fire. It's a horrible situation. But the people that came and gathered and prayed and helped practically, physically, and, and uh, they could see the blessing of God in the community that gathered together. And through a hard time, we could still see God's hand and God doing amazing things in that messiness. Have, a, have a, a, an attitude of thankfulness. Shakespeare once said, I cried when I had no shoes, but I stopped crying when I saw a man without legs. Life is full of blessings. Sometimes we don't value it. No one says that life is going to be easy but when we come at it with a faithful mindset, thankfulness mindset, we start to look beyond ourselves and rather we see the world around us a little differently. We start to see the world through a, a Jesus perspective, one that is other-focused. I was trying to imagine what it looked like, a physical picture of what it might look like for someone to overflow with thankfulness. And uh, as I pondered, it made me think, well, I wonder if, if I could, would be seen as someone that overflows with thankfulness. And as I sort of had a bit of self-reflection, I thought maybe it's sometimes. I do sometimes, but there are other times where I don't. And I considered what, what made me at those times be overflowing with thankfulness and what made me other times where I don't. And the times where I feel, felt like I might be overflowing with thankfulness are the times where my eyes are off myself and are based solely on Jesus they're the times where I'd be overflowing with thankfulness. Because I see the world around me in a totally different light. How can I not be thankful, regardless of the day, when I look at my family and uh, we have a, a meal together or, or we, we have a laugh together? What a blessing. When I'm self-focused, I just see the frustration of a nine-year-old who won't do what I ask him to. When my eyes are fixed on God rather than self, I see the beauty of the world around me rather than the thing that's right in front of me. I see the mountains. I see the sunset. Last week, while we were on holidays, we, um, before we started, we went on a quick holiday, we had this thunderstorm and lightning that was right on top of us. And it was a little bit scary, but it was so powerful. And we're like, whoa, God is in this. See, refocusing our eyes gives us a different perspective, a mindset thankfulness. So to be overflowing, I can imagine it would be living continually with eyes set on Jesus, continually following in Jesus' footsteps continually focusing on him because from out of that relationship thankfulness for everything else just flows out of us thankfulness is a result of the continued growth and I reckon I can tell you why it's because Jesus is the only constant in this ever-changing world when the messiness of life catches up with you Jesus remains the same yesterday today and forever. When uncertainties about your future, your job, your health surround you, there's no uncertainty in Jesus. His teaching, his life, his love, his grace, it never, ever changes. 
So when we live in the one who is unchanging, we can be thankful regardless of the circumstance. Surely that's a cause for overflowing joy. That's what Paul wants us to continue in. So this morning, as I finish up, I want to encourage you to continue, to continue in faith, allowing God to continue to dig your roots deep into the soil of him. Continue to be built up in Christ, open to God's work inside of you. Continue to be strengthened by God, and all that will result in an overflowing thankfulness. And together, we can make a commitment to continue. Let me pray. Our loving God, we thank you that you are in our midst. You are with each and every one of us who love you and who call you Lord. And loving God, I don't know what each person is going through. Some awesome stuff, some hard stuff, some real trials, health problems family issues. I don't know what they are, Lord, but you do. And loving God, as we go through these times, sometimes it's just real hard. But loving God, we know you are there. We know you are ever present. You are with us. And Lord, even in those times, may we be overflowing with thankfulness. May we heed Paul's words to continue in faith, to continue to grow, to continue to be nourished in your word. In Jesus' name, amen.